What up? This is Yanka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we got to put you up for Noriega's debut album, N-O-R-E, Nori. I think the reason I wanted to do this joint is because I feel like it's like a cult classic, a timepiece, but people remember this very fondly. I feel like this comes around the same time that like the Death Squad album came out. This came out and, and people were were high on it. Came out July 7th, 1998. So inform us, what people consider this album a classic? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Maybe like <laughs> New York rap heads in the in the period. I mean, this this joint had you know it had all the 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 major players of the time period with uh, Dame Grease, Trackmasters, Noriega, Nas, uh, you know, yeah. Nature, Cameron, LES. Swiss wasn't a fixture yet, but but He's yeah, becoming a fixture. Uh huh. Um. So I mean, yeah, it, it it had all the and and obviously it's the the album where we got the debut production from the Neptunes mm-hmm. um, so I, I, I think that this album is is remembered very fondly as a result of those things and then I think also Super Thug and the impact that Super Thug had gave you a, a New York Street album with all the the regular cast of characters and then a mega hit on top of it and I think right. that's what, what really catapulted this into being an album that was in the forefront of the time frame okay so what were your thoughts on that album? I had some good and some bad. Uh-huh. Um, I think that once I just realized that I needed to turn my head off, <laughs> turn my brain off, right? Right. Uh, and just accept the fact that people like this album, uh-huh. I started to see positives from it. I've never really been a big Noriega fan as far as music and lyricism are concerned. Right. I've been more of the fan of just Noriega as a person, okay. just as a personality. I've always been entertained and amused by him as a person. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying that he, like, he's a jester. Like, I've always had a favorable opinion of him, but his music has never done it for me. Okay. Nothing he did with CNN or anything oh, wow. he did solo. It's The, the War Report, nothing? I'm I'm shaking my head and I went back to go listen to the world report and Uh it was cool I understand why people dug it I understand Uh why people got into it but for me for that type of music there's just better stuff right you know what I mean Uh like I'd much rather listen to Mob Deep than than a CNN record of course you know what I mean so Uh but you know Noriega is is definitely a funny dude Mm -hmm. and I have several friends, particularly friends from New York, who are not mm-hmm. from Queens. And mm-hmm. Noriega's from Queens, right? Uh-huh. He's from yeah. uh, Left Rock. Okay. Yeah. So I have some some New York friends who are not from Queens who absolutely, I don't want to say love this man, but there's a special place in their heart for Noriega. Is this from this time frame or is this Noriega rebranded as the podcast host? No, Noriega. this is from my college days, right? Okay. So one of the people I wanted to get on this podcast, well, there's two people that I asked. One, I asked Imhotep. Mm-hmm. And Imhotep said he was more of a fan of the Melvin Foote album. Which wow. I know. That's surprising. freaking surprising. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, but he said he didn't really get into this one. But my okay. first year college roommate, Joe. Yeah. Man, he used to quote this album all the time. And he used to love Noriega. <laughs> And he used to just quote Noriega in general. Yeah. Um, one of the expressions he, he used to say was, uh, he used to love the expression, Nasa mean you heard, Nasa mean you heard. Oh, nah, I mean you heard. Apparently, to him, it was Nasa mean you heard. So it was a combination of like, nah, mean plus, yo, son, you heard. Like, all these things wrapped yeah. into one. He used to just love saying that. That was on uh, Melvin Flint. Is that what the, it was? Nah, I mean you heard, nah, I mean you heard, Joanne. So, yeah, Joe used to quote this stuff, and I tried to get him the feature on the podcast, but he's in a bit of a transition right now. I think he's moving out of the state. So I wasn't able to get him on. But, uh, yeah, he would have been a good feature for this. But, 
Either way, that was kind of my first forced embrace of Noriega, if mm-hmm. you will. That's one of the first time I had to accept it. Like, oh, like, no, people really, really like this dude. Yeah. So, I mean, because, you know, back when he came out, um, like I said, you know, I was still really into Wu-Tang. And I was more accepting other things that were on the radio. But he wasn't someone that I was really checking for. So okay. we're doing this put you up me for me, yeah. basically, because I'm assuming that all of our listeners have right. listened to this album. I mean, I would I would hope so. And and I'm not saying I would hope so from the perspective of, oh, my God, you missed you missed something major. But um, yeah, I think this fits right in the in the catalog of, you know, mid 90s mm-hmm. hip hop from New York. Oh, um, if, albums. I will have to say that one of the highlights for me in general, we're not necessarily mm. doing highlights or lowlights on the Put You Up, but one mm. of the highlights in general for this album for me mm. is just how well this album epitomizes late 90s hip hop for me. Yeah. Like, it has everything on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, to the, to the, down to having Kid Capri in the background. Exactly. Screaming, yo, yo. It has you everything I mean? on it. You know, you got your, yeah. you got your story on here. Uh, uh, it's actually couple. called The Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got uh, a few Trackmasters beats. You got early yeah. Neptunes. You got Busta Rhymes on a feature. Yeah. Um, you've got the Jada and Styles P back and forth on here. Mm. You've got the um, the old school singer giving you one hook, kind of like how Angela Wimbrush gave us one on on the on the Biggie album. You got Chico DeBarge giving you a hook here. You also have a Kyle Thomas feature True. on the on the <laughs> the introspective or self reflective track, "Love of My Life." You All even right. got the uh, what's the other one? Oh, you got your lyricism with Cool G Rap, yeah. and you even got um, oh, you got your sex posse song. cut. You got you got a posse cut. Yeah. You got a sex track, uh-huh. and there's one other thing. Oh, and you yeah. even have like something like gritty, gritty, almost like a havoc or RZA type beat. They're mm-hmm. not on here, but the Kurt Gowdy production, uh, the change. Right. You know, you have a real gritty beat like that. So you, and then, you have everything on here. And then you also have the phone call from prison. Oh, of I feel like that was on of every course. 90 times. And then you've got the dude... <laughs> You got the dude featured on this who, I don't know where he's from, the Animal Thug interlude where they're just talking uh, to yeah, some from the Middle East or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, there's literally everything yeah. on here <laughs> if, if you were a fan of 90s, late 90s New York hip-hop. Like, it's got everything. So, and I think, from that perspective, I did enjoy this. And I think he did it really well. Uh, one of the things about this album is um, we talk about how, like, it's not about what you know, but who you know. And I think this album is, like, the epitome of a stretch of being better than the sum of its parts. Like Nori is so bad on this album. I mean, every verse is terrible. Like I actually not gonna say every verse is terrible, but I understand. Really bad. And um and it's interesting to me because at the time I think I really loved Super Thug. Obviously, I was I was mm-hmm. young. I was really into all this New York hip hop. I was learning things about Queens, which Queens became in my mind this place where, you know, there's something in the water. It's like the seven five seven. Like everybody <laughs> from Queens is like super talented at rapping and it's the grittiest, grimiest place in, in the world. Right. And you know, so this album was I was really interested to hear it because I was such a big Nas fan and whatever else. But um Nori's really not good here. <laughs> I think it just goes to show, even in his later lives, that he just seems to be a really good guy. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, he got some of the best production out of the people he could get here. Okay. Some of the best features out of people that he could get here. Like this is actually if I go and I make I make a list of like Nas features Mm -hmm. the Nas feature on here is going to be on my list if I make a list of the best big pun features this big pun feature on Bad From TV is going to be on my list so like I feel like people really gave him their best 
and that pushed this album over the top to make people feel that. the way they feel about it. I can see that. Um, I think Nori's like the epitome of that. Even now in his second life, yeah. all these folks come in to kind of talk and tell secrets about stories and stuff like that because he just seems like he was a real good guy. No, and I think so. he's very relatable to, particularly yeah. for people from New York who probably don't have a lot of lyrical talent. <laughs> Uh, I think that they can relate to some of the things that he's talking about. So uh, I think that from a, a pure poetic standpoint, you know, Nori is not on anyone's list of great lyricists. But in terms of pushing out a verse that someone can relate to what he's saying, mm-hmm. I think he does a very good job of that. And, and yeah. certain parts of this album so mm-hmm. but I, I say we just go ahead and get right into it one uh, more thing i want to mention sure, on the sure, sure. before we, we cut there was a skit on corrupt's first album the corruption album i think it was either that or or space boogie it was we'll one of his albums. to do anyway because i heard it i have not heard either yeah and and he he had a a skit that was actually just a an audio recording of nori and it was a phone conversation and nori had called him and said hey look i heard you were coming to new york He's like, just give me, you know, the time when you're going to come and I'll come and pick you up with some dudes. We got some guns or whatever. We'll, <laughs> we'll put we'll put armor in your hand to make sure you're safe while you're here. Oh, okay. And I feel like I've I feel like that's not the only time I've heard a similar story about Nori and, and you know, his, I guess, affinity to make sure that other folks are OK and taken care of. So. Right. All right. So should we just go into the track for track? Yeah. Let's do you, you, you want to do? Or? Did you want to do your highlights? No, I'll I'll talk about the highlights as we go through it. Okay. So uh, the intro is just trash. Just it's the not, intro. It, it, it's, it's nothing. It's like he's ha <laughs> NRE. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome. So let's just get right into band from TV then. One of my favorite posse cuts of all time. I so first of all, is it actually a posse cut? By Carlos's definition, <laughs> it is not no. a posse cut. By my definition, it I is. think it is a posse cut. I think okay. it is. I love the Swiss beats beat yeah. on here, and this yeah. was something that I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember hearing this beat all the time. I, yes. just, I never knew the name of it. I think uh-huh. we actually did an earlier show, and I couldn't. When you, you mentioned Band from TV, I was like, uh-huh. "What beat is that?" Uh-huh. And then when I went back to go play, I was like, "Oh yeah, I everybody rapped yeah, on yeah, it." Yeah, yeah. even yeah. now. Um, so there's been a lot of lore around this, um, and then now that Nori has his own show, he's also told multiple stories about this. One being that Swiss Beats made this long and elaborate beat for this, and that was the intro. And then Nori heard it and was like, delete all that other shit and just loop this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. that's how like that beat came to be, which is crazy because people still love that beat. And it's it is kind of repetitive. And it the little remember Swiss beats used to do that little scratching sound on every beat? Mm-hmm. It's such a Swiss Swiss beat. I think the sleeper on there is is nature's verse. Oh yeah, but for sure. Nature just goes so hard on this. He, this is my he favorite nature off, verse. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, his verse goes Regardless of rain or slow, oh, yeah. snow, sleet or hail. Uh and then you get the styles and Jada going back mm-hmm. and forth. Yeah. And then the story about Big Pun, where Big Pun wasn't supposed to be on this. So what is the story? And it was so apparently around this time, Big Pun was trying to get on everything. Okay. Um and you know, some people I posted something earlier or yesterday about, uh, oh, that, about uh, how Fat Canada Joe is. claiming that yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if I believe that, that nobody wanted to get on on tracks with him. Yeah, anyway, I'm not sure if I believe that. So Pun used to try to get on everything. So apparently he was trying to get on on Nori's album, and Nori was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you on a track on my album." And so apparently what Nori said was he would like sleep in the studio. So Pun like slept in the studio, woke up when everybody was done. And when Nori came back to the studio, Big Pun had recorded a verse on the song. Mm-hmm. He wasn't supposed to be on it. <laughs> and then Nori said that the verse was so good that he just left of course, it there. I mean, it's Pun. 
But yeah, love pun. Uh, any thoughts on this this track? So, all right, I've said before how Joe used to quote Nori, and <laughs> if Joe were here, I would have brought uh, two things into the studio to record this episode. I would have brought in a bottle of Hennessy and a bottle of tomato juice. Yo, 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 let me tell you, Noriega's verse on here, right? He starts it off like, yo, so bad, yo, there's two ways into the hood, one, one way. way, and he's like, let's get loose, uh, drink a Hennessy straight with tomato juice, right? Yeah. And Joe used to quote these lyrics all the time because they oh, don't make sense. They make no sense. So the, the two ways into the hood, one way. I actually understand it now. At the time, it made no sense to me, right? I was right. like, yo, if there's if there's two ways into the hood, one way, like, how does that work? I thought he was saying the first way is this it, it, it made it to me i what i see it is it's like yo there's there's two different ways to go into the hood but they're both one direction so it's like everything is going in nothing's going uh, out that makes sense to me now that did not make any sense to me in college yeah. it didn't make any sense to joe either which is why we always just <laughs> laugh at it right but then he says like yo get loose drinking hennessy straight with tomato juice like, like, yo, how can you drink straight. hennessy straight if you got tomato juice <laughs> right makes no damn sense and, and who the fuck drinks hennessy with tomato juice is that a no, thing i've never heard of that maybe uh, that's like a, a, a bloody mary concoction Maybe? That's, that's odd, yo. But, but yeah, you, you are 100% right. I listened to it this morning, and I realized that my, the way my brain works is it just filters out Nori verses. So, like, I didn't even realize how bad the verse was. Then I heard it this morning, and I was like, mind you, Cam was on there at a oh, time yeah, yeah, when yeah. it was mixtape Cam. People thought people thought higher of Cam at this at this point in time than I did. Sure. Uh so Cam to me he w- also wasn't as good as the other folks on this track. Right. But Nori was actually bad on this track. <laughs> and it reminds me because when they did the Drink Champs episode, I think they had Nature or somebody on there and he was like, "Yeah, yeah. I went in too though, right? I went in too." And everybody was like, "Yeah, yeah, you you were spit." Like, you, know, <laughs> you could tell nobody wanted to tell him that he was not good on this song. Oh, man, hilarious. <laughs> It's a classic joint, though. It is a classic joint. Yeah. It is. Cla- it's so so New York. Yeah. This song yeah. It's so New York. In fact, if I had to pick a track from this time period mm-hmm. that epitomized New York above anything else, I'm not sure if this is the one I'm picking, but it's definitely it, it makes the final cut. Yeah. Of five tracks. Wow. It, it has to be. This song yeah. is so New York. It's, it's very New York, and it's it's like it's indicative of the time period. We talked about how when cannabis was coming up and DMX and Nori, you know, them getting on the radio and and rapping like this is like a get on the radio and oh, rap yeah. song. Like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it just it's just a it's just dope. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but right. that that's it for me. It's a great yeah. way to start the album. Yeah, I mean, you know, just skip the jump off. Yeah, go right get, to this. It's get perfect. rid of the jump off. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I feel like I am gonna have issues restraining myself from making this a classic. So maybe in the end, I'll have to just because I feel like it's not. After listening to it, oh, it's, it's definitely not a classic. Not a classic. <laughs> no, but it, I can understand yeah. why it's a cult classic. Yeah. I totally get yeah. it. So, so moving on to "Love of My Life," this is the one featuring Carl Thomas. Yep. Several things. I don't think this is a very good song, but I also think that this is Noriega's most relatable verse. Mm. I think the idea, like yeah. he's talking about the sneakers that he wanted to get. Yeah. He's like, yo, I, I I was a thug. I sold drugs. Yeah. Wasn't proud of it. That's just what I want to do. And then like <laughs> just that whole style of rapping, like uh-huh. this is this is to me, this is what I think Noriega, what makes Noriega so great uh-huh. to his fans, right? Like for a lot of fans, a lot of people who love hip hop but have never tried to rap, right? 
but who would like to think that they could rap. I think that like Noriega is their hero, mm. right? Like Noriega is that yeah. dude. It's just like, oh, well, I can't rap, but if I could, like Noriega's doing it. Like I could do that, <laughs> and he does that that thing well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he does Noriega very, very well. He does. You know, but this is actually a very heartfelt first uh, from him. Yo, I honestly feel as though this is the best rapping we get from him is mm -hmm. in this vein yeah. i agree with you that here is is some of his strongest rapping on here to me that my favorite noriega song is called sometimes i don't know if you're familiar with it it was on the belly soundtrack he's essentially talking about i'm like, sure i've heard it this sometimes heard i get drunk all goddamn days sometimes i do it. like he's just talking about sometimes oh I, that's actually on the melvin flint album too is it yes it is oh i know it from yeah, the belly I, soundtrack. I, yeah because i was yeah. listening to that album as well and mm -hmm. that hook uh, stood out to me for some reason. So that yes. song is, is hard to me. Yeah, I love, yeah, yeah, I love yeah, yeah. it. Uh, but this is also in that vein of him just kind of telling us, you know, his innermost thoughts uh, mm. in terms of how he feels and what makes him him. And uh, I agree. I think honestly, though, I don't think it's a it's a bad song. I don't think it's um, a, did I say it was I, a bad song? I, think I you said, just it said it good. wasn't good. I don't yeah. think it's good. I, I think honestly, if you gave this same song, if you put this same song on Life After Death, we would enjoy it. I, like if you if you if you gave oh, this beat and this hook to Biggie, he would knock this out the park. But my problem is with the beat and with the hook, right? I uh -huh. don't think that the production is all that f well fleshed out. So mm. that I think that if you gave the the foundations of this beat to Biggie and to the mm. Hit Factory or whoever mm. was putting it down for Biggie, then sure. But I think we also would have gotten a different sounding song. That's just my opinion. Maybe I mean because I feel like this is. He's got other records that are, you know, kind of just really chill with a real chill R&B singer. And then he's rapping on it. It's just he's big. Biggie? Yeah, it's just he's Biggie. He's one of the greatest rappers of all time. I just think that that production yeah. on that album in particular is really, really, really good. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so I, I think this song is fine. Um, N-O-R-E. Trackmasters. So this was actually the very first time I ever heard Noriega. Me too. So I remember this single and this video. I want to say yeah. like... They're like running away from jail or yeah, something. They're like yeah. escaping from jail. And, and so I think that this song actually put a bad taste in my mouth with Noriega right from the beginning. Wow. I'll tell you why. No, okay. but as like a as a not in a serious way, but like okay. in a in the sense that it's like, yo, know, like who is this dude? Like, okay. what, like this doesn't make any sense, right? Mm -hmm. Because for the life of me, for the life of me, I could never hear the N-O-R-E. It always sounded like N-R-E. Yeah. Right? And so it's like, all right, so we got two problems here, right? One, you're saying N-R-E. <laughs> Nori stands for niggas on the run eating. And so I was like, yeah, but there's a T in there. There's a T that's not in Nori. No. And then, the, and then the, there's an the O word, that I'm not hearing. It's the word the, though. I got you. I okay. understand All that. Right. But I'm telling you, at the time when I heard this, it was so... I could never get past that. Okay. Like the, the beat on this is tough. The right. Beat is Obviously, Poker Tone, Track Masters held it down. That this beat is, is like fire. this is like them in their pockets. Yes, too. yes. This yeah. beat is absolute fire, no doubt about that. But lyrically, mm. I couldn't get past the fact that it was N R E Nori stands for niggas on the run eating. Like I just I couldn't get past that. And <laughs> even now, like I kinda had to I had to had to convince myself that he's saying Enna, Enna. Like Enna is supposed to be the N-O, N-R-E. Like N O R E. I just can't get -E. past it still to this day. Day is hard for me. It's hilarious. My thoughts on this song, same deal. First time I ever heard Nori. But my mind was like, you know, you talked about the euphoria that you feel when you hear a song and then you're like, what is this? And then later you find out what the actual song is. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening to, I used to listen to the radio a lot. Obviously people listen right. to the radio back then. And they would have 
these instrumental beds that they would put in the background of yeah. commercials or when sure. you know the DJs are saying. So I hear this beat. Oh yeah. And I'm like, this is incredible. Yeah, what is it? This beat is fire. Right? And I didn't know what it was. And then one day, I think I was like getting home from school early or something and then I happened to catch the video to this uh -huh. and if you remember the video it's kind of star studded like they're breaking out of prison and then the frame stops and then you see you see Fat Joe and then it says you know Fat Joe from the Terror Squad and then you see I don't know Buster that's Rhymes right, or that's somebody right, that's right. it says their name so like yeah. it was super star studded these are all rappers that I know and then I get Nori so I'm like okay now now this guy's in context because he's now co-signed by all of these other right. people I used to love star studded videos back no, then where I, like you I know get, get a lot of cameos or whatever sure. so he has the video with the cameos I find out that this is Nori so now I want to know more about this Nori guy because because I, I love this beat and you know I want to find this song and then later you know I, I'm introduced to Super Thug and and that was you know that was the end but um but yeah I love this uh this joint I think this joint had a lot of energy and was really dope, but maybe some of those people that were in the video should have been on the song. Just maybe. because I think if but I remember it's, it's correctly, it's a title track. It's his own name. Like just have him on there. That's good. I get it. But I mean, okay. To this very day, we talk about Super Thug because it introduces us to the Neptunes and it's, sure. it's all energy, right? Sure. We talk about Band from TV. We don't talk about NRE and NRE was the lead track. And yeah. if we had a vocal performance that was memorable. I think we would still talk about this track. That might be fair. Um, I so, can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Though, the one line I know from the song is obviously the one that's referenced later. So they, mm -hmm. I love it when, and this is another thing that is very, very late 90s hip hop, right? When mm -hmm. you have a line in the song that you like, so you make an entire other song <laughs> going around it. And that's obviously getting hit in the whip and not crashing it, which goes right into oh the gosh. next track, right? Oh. So we have, we have the interlude for, for Head. Y'all don't right? see me, but I'm, I'm literally rubbing my head like I want to pull my hair out. So we had the interlude for Head, and then it goes into the song Head, right? And wow, like, talk about some young kids who is just like discovering Head, and it's like, hey, what a novel concept to talk about. It. You know what's really sad about this song? So the first time we ever hear Fabulous is actually on a, a Noriega freestyle. Oh, was um, it? Yeah. And Fabulous obviously must have obsessed over this sure. and decided to make half of his career about oh, yeah. getting head. There's no one who has better one-liners <laughs> and punchlines about getting head than Fabulous. No one. He's Nobody. obsessed with it. And maybe he, he heard this album and that was what really made him care that much. I, I think in fairness, right, I once suggested to you that we do an episode on like how the language from hip-hop has changed from you know its roots to now it'd be a very complicated thing we'd have to do a lot of research it's probably not worth a hassle but one of the things that i wanted to talk about was the language of revolving around sex right and so at this time in the mid 90s the big thing to talk about was menage a trois yeah getting threesomes that was a big thing and the late 90s early 2000s it all became about getting the dicks up and so maybe i don't remember it i have to go back and listen to all the other stuff that was coming out around that time and we've done that a lot of that with our with our quarterly reports and our tributes and whatnot but maybe this was one of the first songs i think this is the maybe for me that i think this is the first I, head song i ever heard but maybe the entire song dedicated to head I, i'm sure that biggie had something he, he had to have had an interview I mean, where he was getting his dick sucked. I'm sure. The um the joint with with Lil Kim, but it was it was seemed like a lot was going on there. Maybe. It wasn't just yeah. yeah yeah yeah. There was a lot of stuff. Yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, what can you say? Um, you know, '90s hip hop record, super immature interlude, stupid. Doggy um, style was my favorite position, but then I switched it. Bed shit got him some head shit. What? Yo, honestly, the song's not that bad itself. Get head in the whip without crashing. The hook it. is terrible. Get head in the whip without <laughs> crashing it. And the, <laughs> and the interlude is so bad. Like, like why, why? You know, and it's almost like you have nature on Band from TV is incredible, and then he just negates his performance by appearing on this song. Like, no, the beat was the beat was cool. You know, the, the the rhymes were okay. It just the hook and concept are just stupid. Anyway, so, not a game. Uh, yeah, so it's not a game. So we have uh, a Maze feature here from Maze Mussolini. Oh, mm. so one of the other things that this album encapsulates well is, oh, I guess, yeah, putting yeah. someone on. Like having uh, having a, a real posse camp. cut, yeah, a real posse yeah. cut. So having one or two people from your camp that are kind of mainstays throughout the album. Yeah. So the main one would hear would be Maze, but we also have Mussolini, who uh-huh. I think is featured more than once. Yeah, they're both featured more than once. And so, I think Maze is featured also on the CNN World Report album. So apparently, well. according to Nori, those are like his little mans like from the block, okay. and he was really trying to put them on, and he yeah. said that they were just dudes that just really didn't want to leave the block, like they. You know, he he tried to encourage them to take rap seriously, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we're gonna do all this other dumb shit instead." So, I mean, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, it was okay. Not one of the more memorable tracks on the album, obviously. I mean, I would put this in the category as filler, but it's not bad filler. It's okay. Yeah, it's not memorable, and I, and I would add to that. Their performances throughout the album are not very memorable. <laughs> I think it's kind of tough also when you have a name, Maze, that sounds similar to Mace, who was on a popping around Yo, this time. That was another thing I wanted to say, though, is uh, uh, the other 90s thing that we didn't add is that there was a time frame where all the, especially Queens rappers, but all of the rappers in the 90s were kind of naming themselves after these dictators. Mm-hmm. Mussolini, Gaddafi. Oh, yeah. Noriega, Noriega, you know, like like Escobar, all of them. Nas, yeah, yeah, and so you definitely see that on on here with Mussolini. But yeah, not much else to add with the with the it's not a game. I guess we could yeah. get into Fiesta. Fiesta. So Fiesta, we obviously have our, our featured appearance from Kid Capri yep. on the on the vocal on the hook. And the track but I think beat. more telling than anything else is the track master's beat. Yeah. So one of the things that I remember about '90s hip hop is a lot of times you had bass lines that weren't really bass lines. They were just kind of like drum heavy with bass, but they didn't really have like notes, mm-hmm. if you will. And what they would do is like the bass line would be the, like the drums themselves, the kicks, the kick. that would be the bass line. Mm-hmm. But then you would also have like these scratches from the yeah. records that would be drums. Uh-huh. You know, you mentioned the Swiss Beast did Swiss that, did, but Trackmasters did, did it a lot. Did so it like the, the yeah. beat on here, as it ends like it's like a 16 bar loop, you have the if, 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 yeah. and it acts as, as a drum. And they yep. used to do that a lot. And they, this beat from the Trackmasters really epitomizes a lot of that sound, a lot of that feeling, I think. Yeah. So, you know, lyrically, I don't think there's really much to add. I think, though, that if you wanted to go through and dissect this beat from a musical perspective, kind of like along the lines of what I was just doing, I think there's a lot that you could pick apart here. I think the other thing to add here is that this was a party record in sure. 1998, right? Like, it's obviously supposed to like but have the did, energy. And, did you party to it, though? I don't ever remember partying no, to it. No, but. but I was a kid. Like, yeah. I, like, I think this was supposed to be a party record for people <laughs> that were, like, our age when this came out right you know what i mean so uh that's funny to go back and listen to what a party record in 98 was mm-hmm. you know because i think 
I think one of the things that kind of changed up the way the format and the way things were rolling with the Neptunes when the Neptunes burst on the scene with Super Thug is like the BPMs and everything. Like yeah. you, you compare Super Thug to this Fiesta song, it's you know two different worlds. Right. Um, and and it, it was so different that I think people just kind of gravitated towards it. But Fiesta was supposed <laughs> to be a party song. Like you know, it was back when I guess Kid Capri was still trying to hold on. I mean, he was on. He was later later on the uh, the Jay Z album that came out this year. Yeah, no, he was. That was yeah. on the. Um, doom, doom, doom. Yeah, he produced that one. Doom, doom, doom. He did. He did not produce this one. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite lines is on that. It's like uh, life's life's like a treadmill. Niggas running in place, going nowhere fast. A whole year done passed. Bro, oh, we, we gonna got, do that. We got, we got that coming we, up. We, we gotta got do that. that up. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, going into 40, 40 Island, uh, obviously mm-hmm. you have the Cool G rap appearance, right? And that's really all I really need to talk about. Yeah. Um, I mean, the hook is fine, I so, guess. So Marley Mall made this beat, which mm-hmm. I didn't know uh, at the time. Well, I mean, I probably right. wouldn't really have known known too much about him at the time, but. This album is an ode to Rikers Island. I can see that. <laughs> like, this is some shit I know nothing about and would not want to know anything about. But it's just kind of wild that it's like, you know, this is a mainstream popular album and like these cats are all telling the story of, yo, Rikers Island, this is what you do when you get out, when you get in and you walk up to your bunk, blah, 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 you know? Well, I also want to know, what is Iraq? So they come from a part of Queens known as Left Rack. Okay. And they and they started calling it Iraq on oh, on the on the war report. So okay. they they took on this whole you know all these Middle East concepts right. and stuff like that about about their hood, and they call it Iraq, but it's left Iraq. Okay, because I hear that a yeah. lot in this album, but also on the song as well. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, either way, anytime you get Kooji rap on the record for me, especially around this time, I think Kooji rap had Roots of Evil come out this mm-hmm. year, I think, and it's not a good, very good piece of music, but lyrically, I think it's aspects of that album I think are just a, a lyrical masterclass yeah. so but you still have Cool G Rap doing his mafioso thing yeah and like yeah like I said anytime you get Cool G Rap on a record for me especially around this time I mean you can't really go wrong with it but uh, I wouldn't say it's one of the so- stronger tracks on the album but just mm-hmm. from a lyrical perspective I mean he holds it down enough so yeah it's middle of the range I wouldn't get rid of it but you know I, I think like you said the Cool G Rap feature is what makes me care about it right. as a song right because uh Mussolini is on this and i don't really the, care o- about the other wild that. thing about it was when i was a kid growing up listening to the song i remember thinking the chorus was rappers illin rappers <laughs> illin and then i was like why is it called 40 island and then i'm way older now and i'm like oh rikers island right like, right 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 <laughs> so so we get the chico de barge feature next with uh, the way we live lesb oh. this song is it's funny, I think. Okay. I don't think it's a very good song. But yeah. it's, this is the, the shorty chick track, the uh, lover track on it. And it's just like, I don't really have all that, that much to say about it. Other than mm-hmm. like, everybody had to have a song for the ladies back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a very forgettable song. But listening very. to the lyrics though, uh, I, I believe him just, though. What? I believe him though. Like I, I do he's too. Like, I, I do be too. fucking up and going to jail, and I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's cool. I still love you. <laughs> like, all right, man. <laughs> Tell him what you're going through, man. But yeah, I mean, you know, Chico DeBarge is on it. I mean, look, it is a star-studded <laughs> cast. This album. Yeah. You, know, you got a lot of different features on here, yeah. and like I said, you know, if there's a record that tries to epitomize what 
90s late 90s new york hip-hop was about like this was it like he literally tried to touch all the areas like yo we gotta we gotta have the song for the shorties now yeah. this is the song for the shorties yeah. now i'm not sure if any women actually cared about this song i mean no that's hilarious now that you say that because i don't know any woman who's ever mentioned that or man I've, nobody's ever mentioned that song. <laughs> so Mission accomplished. Okay, on the Animal Thug interlude. It's whatever. It is what it is. So again, you know, you talked about his kind of infatuation with Iraq. Right. Um, so I guess they were like, "Well, we got this guy from the real Iraq," which the guy didn't even sound. I don't know Iraqi. if he was actually. He sounded like Indian. I, or I have no idea where he was from. I have yeah. no idea. But, but the funny thing was, he's like, "Are you thugged out?" He's like, "What?" Thugged out, thugged out. Are you thugged out? And he didn't know what that is. He's like, you know, Noriega thugged out. He's like, ah, Noriega, good people. Yeah. I actually kind of like that little bit at the end because it just kind of. They were just fucking with him. It's like people like Noriega. It's like New Yorkers have this whole thing, and I'm sure Joe and Emma Tuck are gonna come get me, but they have this whole, this whole black people antagonizing immigrants in their neighborhoods where they walk into like the bodega and shit, and they're like, yo, Poppy, give me ten fucking cigarettes. You know what I'm saying or whatever. So yeah, this is like the skit where like they find some random person who's not from America and just try to get them to say silly things and record it. That's what it was though. Yeah. So then we, we go into the change and this is probably my favorite beat on the record. For okay. the reasons that I already said before. It's got that gritty sound. It sounds like something that Havoc might have done even though Yo, he didn't produce there's it. There's some but, good beats on here. Oh yeah, I know. I just I really yeah. this is the one that makes me bang my head the most. Like right. this is the one like when I was listening to it on the car, I was just like, I wouldn't even listen to the lyrics. Like, mm. I, I can't tell you what he's talking about on this. I really can't. Because yeah. I'm just so infatuated with the beat. I just, I like it that much. Cool. The one thing I, I think I read about this song, though, The, the Change. Change. I want to yeah. say that 50 Cent did a song with that beat. And that's oh, what yeah. it got him, got him notoriety, I think. I'm mm. not positive, but I think I remember reading that somewhere. That I have to go back that and listen song to it because I don't... popular. That beat became popular. Or one mm. of the beats on one of the records... The Nori did became popular because 50 Cent rapped over it. Okay. I thought it was this one, but it, it could have been something else. It might be. I, I could be talking shit. I don't know. <laughs> we'll look it up later. So right. the big one we have finally, we got Super Thug. And this is the one that probably really put Noriega on the map more than anything else. Definitely. Noriega and the Neptunes. Definitely. I can remember being a little, a little guy, you know, trying to make the basketball team, lifting weights, listening to Super Thug. So this, this record was like... You know, I mean, and what the fuck was he talking about? Like, it didn't matter. But um, I think we talked about it on a previous episode, the whole way that he came up with it. And he talked about how he took a chance on Pharrell, but Pharrell also kind of took a chance on him. Mm -hmm. And he said he like he realized that Pharrell was a genius because Pharrell was in the studio with him. And he was like, OK, give me 16 bars and then we'll come up with the hook. He wrote his rap and then he was counting his bars and he was saying, what, 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 one. What, 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 two. What, what, what. That's how he counted bars because he didn't know how to count bars. But So he said he was in the studio counting bars and then Pharrell said, okay, do you have a hook? And he was like, no, nah, I don't have anything. And then Pharrell was like, all right, just leave it with me and I'll figure it out. And then so basically Pharrell went in and took his counting bars and made a hook out of it. <laughs> Um, I actually do look, and I, I kind of appreciate that. Story. I respect the hell out of yeah. that because I would have come in the studio as Pharrell and been like, "This is a waste of time. Let me get <laughs> let me get a better artist on this song because this guy doesn't even know how to count bars, let alone make like a song." But we ended up loving it. So, and then there's Kalis on the record as well. 
That's not Khalees. That's not Khalees? I think I said that the last time. I, so I've always thought that was Khalees. That's I always thought it was Khalees. And then on Drink Champs, they, they asked him how he got Khalees because everybody assumed, for those that don't know, Khalees came in the game dating Pharrell. So many people assumed that it was Khalees whose voice was on the song. But no, it was this girl who apparently was supposed to come out with an album and um, it, it, her, her, her shit fizzled. She never came out with an album. But... It, it was a, a studio singer that sang the joint. It just sounds like Khalif. That is news to me. I'm yeah. kind of if I cared more about this song, I'd be <laughs> or Khalisa's career, I'd be mind blown. Yeah. But I actually don't care about this song and I don't care about Khalisa's career. I've actually never liked the song Super Thug. Wow. I, I like know, I nothing know. about it. No, and I wanted you to, to talk about it at first mm-hmm. before I got all that out. I've never liked this song ever. Yeah. So like when you first heard it, what were, what were your thoughts? What the fuck is this shit? What, 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 what? And yeah, the beat to me dumb. didn't do anything for me mm-hmm. at all. To me, man, I, I think also, you know, when I put my mind in the context it was in, this is around the time that we got Timbaland and Magoo's album, you know? So, like, that came out of like 97 or early yeah, 98. Yeah, so, 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 I mean, Timbaland had already reformatted the way radio sounded, it was, he took it in a direction. And then I think for for me, this was another time where I heard a record that just didn't sound like anything. And, sure. it was just, and I just had a ton of respect for it from that perspective. And then as Nori said, it's just it's just pure energy. Like this no, record it is, is pure it energy. Is. But in terms of like early Neptune's beats, mm. I mean, the one for me, obviously, is the one he did with Beanie Man, the Girls Damn Sugar. Uh-huh. I absolutely yeah. love that beat to this day. That was later, like, but yeah. It, but it was a couple years later, yeah. y'all. It was before the big Neptune's wave. It was like during. No, nah, it was it was right. before. It was before the mystical joints. It was before. Mystical was what was at the end of there. Right. Either way, though, yeah. it was before I really knew the name Neptune's. Mm. Right. Yeah, um, man. I mean, I, I think though, you know, you gotta you gotta give this the respect that it sure. deserves oh, because nobody oh, had oh, ever, oh, they oh, came oh. out of nowhere with this. I am not saying that yeah. I don't have respect for the song. Yeah. Obviously, I have respect for the song. I just don't like it. Yeah. But I'm I not gonna sit here and, and trash it. I don't go back and listen I, I just, to I it. I just don't like it. I don't go back and listen to it. It's not. Yeah. I mean, but I think that's more for Nori's performance than it is for the Neptune's performance. But I just definitely respect how they how they came on that joint. I mean, know? this is a song for me to just like when I'm DJing it, I'm, I can only play like, you know, 45 seconds. Like I'm starting off the hook and then halfway through Nori's verse, I'm cutting to another track. Yeah. Whereas Girls Damn Sugar or even even the joint with the old Dirty Bassett, the uh, Hey Dirty, Baby, I Got Your Money. Mm-hmm. And that one does have Khalees on it. Mm-hmm. That yeah, one has, it does. That, but, that's definitely Khalees. Yeah. Even that track, I'm playing more of that song than I'm playing this one. I might not play either, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, yeah. You know, I respect it for what it is in terms of as a period piece. It it's something that really changed music and it introduced us to the Neptunes. Oh, it, can, did. it did for sure. We can for sure. The maximum. So the best thing about the story to me is the fact that it's called the story. This song is not good. It's not I good tried at all. to sit here and pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what the fuck the story was. I feel the same way you felt about the Lox's story <laughs> in that like I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, I, mean, I don't look, care. And go ahead. I, I know that he's not one of the pivotal storytellers. And there's gonna be a, an unfair comparison of who of a story that I <laughs> of, 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 a, of an artist whose story I, I will compare it to but like 
when you think about like Ghostface, right? When uh -huh. Ghostface tells a story, he's not always lyrically sharp on that story. Right. But damn it, if you can't actually visualize what the fuck he's saying, right. every single detail. Yeah. Like think about like Shaky Dog, uh -huh. right? Like the lyrics on that aren't all that impressive. But damn it, if I don't, I I can see every fucking scene yeah, in my yeah, head yeah. going going through what he's talking about, right? Yeah. Like, I tried to pay attention to what he was talking about. And I was like, I actually love the idea that the song is called The Story. <laughs> like, this is the story cut on the album. And I think yeah. there's actually another one. I think, yeah, uh, Body in the Trunk is the a story. The Body in the Trunk well. is actually is a better story. It's that's, a much better yeah, story, yeah, but it also has Nas on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But like this is the story track on the album and there's really no story. Uh, it's just like, <laughs> let me just tell you about some thuggish shit I might do one day. Like and it's just like a day in the life of thugged out Nori. No my guy. Like uh-uh. But you know, again, like you said, this is a nineteen ninety-eight album. He's giving you the girl joint. He's giving you the story joint called The, the Story. story. <laughs> and it just is what it is. I like the beat. I think this okay. I think this LES beat was better than the one with, with Chico the Bard on it. Uh, yeah, I would agree with you there. There's several beats on here that if you gave them the mob deep, they would be songs sure. we would actually talk about. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I think the change is something that we would have been talking about. Like, the yeah. first time I heard the change was when I went to go listen to this album, mm -hmm. right? Like, man, that, psh, that beat just goes so hard. The, to the me. back half of this album has some bangers in terms sure. of like street New York hip hop beats yeah. it's just that he doesn't really do much with them so we can go to the next one so this is another one where i think it's kind of relatable like the whole like i'm from puerto rock puerto rico yo my mom was black they used to call me a mutt like yeah just that whole energy like that whole vibe of lyricism like that's something that i feel like a lot of my friends who didn't rap but would try to rap like mm. that's what they would do and they'd be proud of that but like, but did you like vibe with this song <laughs> no. oh, okay because to me no. right first of all i think this is one of the better beats on the album okay. this would be in my, my maybe number five or number seven or something like that all right but uh esta loca loca dame chocha chocha is not no like what, what is this even about like this, this isn't about anything it's just it's a dope beat and then he's kind of telling us stuff about himself i guess yeah no pointless <laughs> it, I, I feel like almost every record if not all the records that only have him on them on this album are pointless look it's what you go to nori for right you don't like joe told me he's like look you don't go to nori for lyrics yeah you go to nori for energy yeah. for just turn your brain off and just and that's why I want to have some fun with this album. At the end of this, I want to try to make it a classic real yeah, you quick. You'll be on your own on that um, one. <laughs> and and it just in that, I feel like if he were to play executive producer and then allow other artists to come in and shine on these tracks, you could actually make this a really, really good album. I could see that. I could um, see that. But anyway. So when yes. we go to another track that's got a lot of featured artists on here, uh, we've got the Flip Mode Squad. We got Busta Rhymes and Split Star. Well, I'm not sure if Split Star is the one I would have featured. But you know, it, it is what it is. The this beat goes. This beat goes really beat hard. I love goes. this beat. Honestly, this should have been a flip mode squad song. Like, there's better people in the flip mode that could oh, rap shit. Put Rod Digger yeah. on here. Put, put uh, Rampage on here. Put Baby Sham on there. Yeah. yeah. You could even have a speaking part for Lord of Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Just get in and say, "Hey, I'm here." <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, also Rock Marciano uh, oh, yeah, uh, right. came in right. a little later uh, as a part of this. He would have killed this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really good beat. Uh, Nasheen Merrick on it, a Queens producer out of the Hitmen. Right. Um, so dope. Um, did you want to 
I don't really have anything else to add other than I think it's always dope to have Busta Rhymes yeah. on a feature. Man, there's something about Busta Rhymes that, like, you know, I, I don't think that he's all that strong of an MC when we talk about some of the other ones, but he's someone that was just so necessary for hip hop. I think he's one of the most versatile artists in the sense that I think that regardless of what type of hip hop you do, there's always a space for Busta Rhymes on the track. Yeah. Whether it's KRS One, whether it's Biggie, whether it's Wu Tang, whether it's Dre or Snoop or Master P or any of them, like Busta Rhymes can fit on any hip hop track, with the exception of maybe someone like UGK. But even even someone like that, like like Scarface UGK vibe, I'm sure that Busta Rhymes could figure out a way to fit himself on that track. Like, yeah. so for me to just have. A Busta Rhymes featured appearance uh, during this time. I just, I just always think it's great. Like, even though I don't think he's all that amazing, I just like him. Yeah, I actually do think he's amazing. I think, I think he's one of those unsung treasures like your Missy's um, out there. And I think that his versatility is yeah, his, his versatility is, is what makes is him probably so incredible. Suit, yeah. he's great on here. He was great on Mace. Oh, he's great on. That's he's the thing. Great on everything. I think he's great on everything. <laughs> yeah, I do think he's great on everything. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe I should. When I say I don't think he's amazing, it's in terms of who I'm comparing him to, mm-hmm. right? But in terms of what he offers to hip hop, I mean, he mm-hmm. offers something to hip hop that few other artists can offer. Um, so I just wanted to give him. Yeah, a, I don't a, think like he's I'm trying as, to actually compliment yeah, him. I don't think he's as like lyrically like clever or witty with his wordplay mm-hmm. as some of the the right, guys right, that right. I put like way way high. But I feel like he's he's in the conversation with everybody, okay. and stylistically, he does stuff oh, that yeah. no, none of these other cats can really do. I mean, sure. with the exception of like maybe Twista, mm-hmm. and that's a maybe. Yeah. So yeah, you wanna you wanna hit body in the trunk? Yeah, body in the trunk. I mean, we got Nas, uh, and it's a, you know a back and forth between Nas and Nori, which is interesting yeah. for for Nori to try to keep up with Nas. You think, you think Nas just wrote the whole shit and told Nori what to say? It's possible. Uh, it's nah. possible. Steph told me buckle when I see him in the car and it smell that. Nah, nah he, he wrote that shit. Nas, Nas, I, I I make fun of Nas a lot, uh, you know, so I'll, I'll I'll put that out there. I, I definitely give Nas a hard time. But Nas was one of the greatest MCs of all time, oh, and, sure. and Nas would not write But but really good, you know, posse cut, followable. I mean, not posse cut, uh, storytelling uh, cut. Yeah, followable. Much better than the one on the story. Yeah, we can actually follow the story. <laughs> I actually thought Nas's uh, Nas's contribution was dope. Yeah. Um, I thought the beat was dope. Like this is a record that, like, when I think of '90s New York hip hop, this is one of the records that comes to mind for me. It's one of the stronger fillers tracks on the album for sure so you would call it filler yeah i think i actually would call it filler. oh wow i, I no, think this is like i think I this is like a, the, a skeleton a, a skeleton record for this album okay all right i mean that, that might be fair maybe filler is a little too harsh but i don't necessarily uh-huh. think that when i say filler i'm not that's not necessarily a, a condemnation for me mm. um but i guess for you to say that it's a skeleton track so you're mm. saying it's one of the pivotal tracks on the album yeah okay. i think i think he tries right. to tell a couple of other stories on here but this is the uh, the actual storytelling record that people talk about when they talk okay. about this album. so yeah. people do talk about this body in the trunk they do so maybe that's yeah. why i'm coming from a different perspective because my first time hearing that was uh, during this put you up so okay. I, i'd never heard it before so okay. i didn't know what the reception yeah. of this song was when i was okay. a kid I, I used to listen to that all the time like, all right, like fair, to me fair. that was like 
the you know you're like a kid you're trying to learn how to rap or you're trying to you know this was like oh this is what a storytelling song is okay you know that's cool um, but yeah it's it's a good record for sure yeah and then we we end out with one love which is basically just a him a yeah, conversation just, between he and um, Capone, uh, Capone and basically him telling Capone that he's kind of trying to carry the torch while Capone's away oh yeah well I think I want to say the war report was even released while uh, Capone was in jail because uh, yeah. there's a conversation on the war report with Capone in jail uh, and they're asking him like yo who's in jail who's in there with you and he's talking about all these different people that uh, are with him and then yeah. there's another one they're having a conversation on that album and everybody from Queens uh, like like Nas is in the studio it's like yo Capone what up uh, yo it's Nas B I got love for you shorty yo what up yo uh, and that's on the War Report album yeah I think though from the stories that they tell Capone was the one that took rapping seriously. Mm-hmm. Nori was just his man. Yeah. And so Capone like really, really shepherded him along the same way we kind of say that Q-Tip shepherded Fife along where it's like Capone really, really took it seriously and was like, we're going to rap and make a lot of money and this is how we're going to feed ourselves. Yeah. And Nori was kind of like, eh, whatever, whatever. And then it really started to take off and then he became the person who had to carry the torch. Sure. So like, this is like him kind of giving it up to Capone for that reason. And then the outro is more of the same. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Yo, I think uh, people dig that though. Who? I just think that people like his energy and his style and the Nasamin you heard and just the mm. Noriisms. Mm. Like it's there's Noriisms on the jump off in the outro and I think people dig it. Yeah. It's not me. I just think that <laughs> the fans of Noriega that I know, I just think that they just like all Noriisms. I think we really got more of Nori's personality later on down the line. I, I would agree with um, you there. Oh No with Melvin Flint. Mm-hmm. And then later when he came out with the record that he had Mike Epps in the video with nothing on it. Yeah. And that, I think that was when we really figured out that like Nori's like a really funny guy. Like, you know, I don't think I didn't we like really nothing knew. Either. You didn't like nothing? <sighs> what? I know. Dog. That was wow. one of those boring Neptune's beats to me. Oh man, that beat was so crazy. Especially D- DJing. Oh, I know. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I remember it. And I'd be one of the cousins like, oh, fuck, I gotta do this. I gotta, I gotta listen to this song. I was just so boring, so tired. So that song saved us from that Benzino song that had the similar instruments. Maybe, maybe. You're right. But the problem is, though, I don't think that Noriega can carry a song on his own. Yeah, he can. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's one of the problems with Super Thug. It's one of the problems with that song, Nothing. I mean, but but very all of those songs, songs are, are carried by their choruses. And then you kind yeah, of have to hear Noriega again, and then the chorus. But they suffer from the the standard hip-hop problem that i talk about all the time where you have a verse hook verse hook verse hook and not much change throughout he's not a songwriter i understand it but i'm saying like for me i'm listening to it like i i I struggle with that yeah and so that's why i said to appreciate this album i had to turn my brain off and appreciate other things about it like appreciate how just how well this album encapsulates New York hip hop and a New York state of mind <laughs> in the late '90s. Like, yeah. that's what I took from it. Yeah. Aside, because because if I don't take that from it, I'm not feeling this album much at all. That's fair. But yeah, you want to make it a classic, so I want to hear how you do this because I'm not going to attempt to do it. Okay. Um, I'll give you the one I'm keeping first. All right. I'm keeping Band from TV. I'm keeping Nore, but I'm going to change it. I'm keeping Head, but I'm changing it <laughs> just because the, the beat is cool. I'm keeping Cool G rap without that song. Fiesta will keep just because it's a timepiece. The Change, Super Thug, 
Distori- whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Distori- the beat is the beat is good all i'm trying right, to think right. of the, the the a lot of this production i think is salvageable no it's you're just, right i would agree with you um, so i'd say yeah the story mathematics assignment body in the trunk i'm keeping all of those so you're keeping most of this i'm keeping most of the album right. but what i want to do is i want to i want to load this with a cast of characters that's really going to kill it okay so, like, so before you get to that we have to keep most of these skits, though, right? Because, I mean, you can't have Nori album without silly skits, in my opinion. So, head has to go. <laughs> um, Animal Thug, I guess, could be could stay there. All right. What other skits are there? Well, there's One Love. and there's One the, Love's got to stay. The jump off and the outro. I mean, like, that's I'm many. taking both of those. All right. All yeah. right. So, you're just starting right from the top is Bam from TV. Yeah, and I'll go right. from the bottom up, actually. So, so Body in the Trunk stays. Yeah, of course. Um, I actually add nature to it. Hmm, okay. So Body in the Trunk now has has Nas and Nature, and they're doing the um, the phone tap thing, kind of right. thing where you know um, Nas and and uh, Nori are the ones you know trying to hide this body, and then they're calling Nori, uh, they're calling Nature, who's kind of you know three wayed in on this situation, trying to help them navigate. Right. Okay. Uh, just to you know, I don't know, make it more interesting. The assignment, I make a, a flip mode squad posse cut. Right. Um, it's got Buster Rhymes, it's got Rod Digger, it's got Rock Marciano, and maybe Rampage. Okay. Uh, Maze gets cut off of it. And then Mathematics. Uh, what do I put on Mathematics? Half a mil. I put half a mil on that. Joke. Wow, that's a half a mil was also on the firm album, right? Some niggas blood, it's some niggas. Right. Yeah, the dude on, on the on that. I put half a mil on mathematics. He's from Brooklyn, though. Anyway, the story. Oh, how could we make the story? Is actually Biggie. <laughs> Biggie's telling a story. It was recorded before he passed away. Okay. Biggie's this telling a, a story over this. Right? Yeah, Biggie's telling a story over this beat, and it's similar to how you know Jay Z will jump, will, will, will VPN into a, a Memphis Bleak album and have the best song on it. Uh, the story is is Biggie actually telling us a story, um, and somehow the story involves Nor- uh, Nori. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Nori's pop from the barbershop or some shit that like that. That is incredibly ambitious. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to make it a classic, man. This is difficult. <laughs> Super Thug. Mm. Super Thug has Mystical on it. Yeah, ch- I actually like that. Okay. Yeah, the Change uh, has Mob Deep on it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, let's see. The Way We Live. How do we make... Yeah, dude. I, yeah. I think you have to scrap it. <laughs> yeah. I think you have to scrap it and completely redo it or just not even have a girl track on here although you said that himself you said that like you believed him what he was saying i almost I feel like know. you get like dmx on this drunk this is like a how's it going down and it's like them having conversation about these girls that they love or something i i'm, I'm trying I think to it's a stretch out. dog i'm not yeah, sure it's a super stretch. i think this <laughs> uh, yeah, i right, understand what it, you're trying it. to do i'm trying to, I'm trying I, to I give him it. a girl record i get it but and nah no i think you just kind of have to take Nori for what he is because yeah. look, if you think about it, it's an accomplishment for he for him. I think for his talent level mm-hmm. to get some of the talent to acquire some of the talent, the pieces around here that mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. I think it's an actually an accomplishment that he was able to do what he did mm-hmm. with his natural talent. And it sounds like we're shitting on Noriega. Look, no, I'm sorry. I mean, he's just not that good at rapping. I'm sorry, and I I, I love Nori. Yeah, I love this album or loved it. I'm a fan of his podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I agree that he's a great personality. But I mean, I 
I think even in his most honest state, he will also confirm to you that he's not the greatest rapper. Right. NORE, I want to feature the folks that are in the raid, the 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 runaway escape. All right, so you got so I got there. Fat Joe and Busta on NORE. You know what? The reason why I wouldn't change anything for NORE is because I think it's one of the few tracks that he can carry by himself and carries it well. Now, mm-hmm. Part of that is because the beat is just amazing. The beat is great. Yeah. Um, but I I think like. Can you imagine Busta on that beat though? I, you're right, you're correct. But like for example, Super Thug, right? I don't think he carries that song. Like I get tired of yeah. listening to him on that song, but I don't get tired of listening to him on Nori. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, for me personally, I understand. I think that you can make the song better with featured artists. It's I'm fairly not short. Deny that. You're right. I'm, I'm not going to deny that, but I think that it's one of the few tracks on here that he just has by himself mm-hmm. that he doesn't need anyone else because I think it's fine by itself. Like I said, I agree that it can be improved by these other artists. You're right about that. I can't argue that. But, you know, there's other songs on here that need other features. Mm-hmm. And this is one that I just don't think needs other features. Fair. Yeah. The other thing I would say is I want Cannabis somewhere on this album. I was trying to figure out where I would put him on it. But like, I feel like it'd have to that's be the such a contrast between Noriega and Cannabis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who do we put on Mathematics? I put oh I put half a mil there. I will put cannabis on mathematics. Okay. But it, it doesn't even that wouldn't even make sense. Yeah. I think you'd have to be on the assignment. <clears throat> so I make the assignment Rock Marciano, uh cannabis and Buster Rhymes okay. as the features. And then mathematics I had uh, half a mil on. I feel like I, I feel like I need somebody stronger on that. It's kind of tough. I think we're kinda of, we're we're, yeah. we're kinda of reaching. Maybe we, Ma- we probably should have spent more time I prepping know. to actually make this a, a classic. It's difficult. True. Maybe I put Foxy on that because he had a good relationship with Foxy. So Foxy goes on mathematics with half a mil. That's two Brooklyn cats uh in, in addition. Okay. And then that's that's my record. Okay. I don't like I said, <laughs> I'm not gonna attempt to make a classic just because I would have to approach this album entirely differently mm. um, because I'm not in the space to really evaluate people who are, are likable and relatable and fun, but just not very talented musically mm. or lyrically. Like I'm just not in a space to really evaluate that. Mm. Like I think it was a it was a it was a, a test for me or a challenge for me to even think positively about this album the way mm. that I did because I actually yeah. do have very positive opinions about this album. Yeah. Um, but they're just not necessarily on. They're not. I, I just don't look at it the same way I would look at other material and think positively about that. I'm not yeah. sure if that made sense, but anyway, it does. Uh. Dame Grease is on this album. Mm-hmm. He did the body in the trunk. I I just I forgot to to shout that out because I'm I'm a Dame Grease fan. I right. think he, he does really dope posse. I mean um, album cuts. Yeah. So um, anything else? No, I think that should pretty much be it. So Nori's got a new album came out on Friday. It's called Five E. Um, it's also again I think a star-studded occasion. He's got a lot of great friends and they collaborated with him on this album. Is so. it good? Um, I've only heard a couple songs. They were okay. okay uh, so I, I can't really give a, a yay or nay on it, but go check it out. Why not? Okay. All right. So I think that should wrap it up for this. Put you up. Debut album from Nori. What, 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 what? Yeah, we like-
light a candle Run laps around the English Channel Neptunes, I got a cock and spaniel We on the run now, you know it ain't no fun now And where I go, yo, niggas can't even come now You ain't the law, nigga, break it I don't care, but when you get caught Remember that, I don't care In the R.E., love throughout the atmosphere That mean now we on the run Yo, if that ain't clear, weak niggas wanna snitch Yo, but that ain't fair Yo, we down in Vegas, but these guys too courageous You know I'm on the run, but still rip stages They call me Animal Dog When I'm in cages, I used to move phrases, roll dice with no aces. Now I'm secluded in the oasis. Gotta take spaces, no time for car races. Check my sky, tell.